This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. Malaysia's labour market has remained relatively stable throughout 2023, with the latest unemployment rate for the third quarter coming in at 3.4%. Mm. But what are the dynamics in the labour market underpinning these headline numbers? And what are the trends that the positive figures belie? Joining me to discuss the prospects for job seekers and employers alike in the new year is Irene Tan, Country Manager for Malaysia at the Global Recruitment Agency Robert Walters. Irene, good morning. Welcome to The Breakfast Grill. Thank you very much for having me, Shazana. Good morning to everyone. Now, I'd like to start with just getting a better sense of Robert Walters and the business that you have in Malaysia. There are a plethora of recruitment agencies operating in the country, both with global and local reach. Can you situate Robert Walters within this ecosystem? Is there a specific niche that you occupy compared to other similar-sized recruitment brands? Um, I think before I go into Malaysia, I'll start off with a broader level first. Robert Waters is a UK-based recruitment firm. Um, we are headquartered in London. We founded our business in 1985, uh, so 38 years history already. Mm. We started operating in Malaysia since 2006, 17 years history. Started with three-man show and to now a workforce of uh, over 80 employees. Uh, so we're very, very, very proud of our milestone and how far we have come along. Mm. Now, the core services that we primarily provide is recruitment services. So our niche is mid to senior management level, which means manager level all the way up to director level and C-suite. Mm. As we uh, grow further in the organization and the market, right, thanks to the trust from clients, right, they trust us for our services and our delivery. And they're beginning to ask us questions like, hey, do, can you offer us services in other areas? So some of the office uh, services that we have uh, eventually launched and uh, uh, penetrated into is, um, for example, executive search, uh, board of directors, C-suite, hire, advisory. Mm. So instead of just focusing on recruitment services, we also have an internal talent development department that do not just work closely with our internal stakeholders. They also work with some of our external clients uh, on It could be onboarding, it could be on psychometric assessment, it could be on organizational development advisory consultation. So these are the value-add services that we provide to our clients beyond recruitment services because ultimately we are here in the long run for a long-term partnership with our clients. So relationship building for us is invaluable. Mm. This is something that AI can never do. Robot can never do. So I'm not worried about our job being replaced. <laughs> Obviously, they can do the administrative part, the logging part, but they can never replace the fact that we are building meaningful relationship, you know, having face-to-face interaction as such right now. I see. So it's really going beyond just the matchmaking of profiles yes. one to another, which yes. is something that online platforms uh, could also replace. Yeah, and we exactly. are seeing a lot of online platforms that mm. do that uh, direct matching. I think I do want to clarify what exactly the Malaysia business 
business encompasses for Robert Walters? Because there are two companies registered with the Companies Commission, and that is the agency Pekerja and Robert Walters, and also Robert Walters Resource Solutions. Yep. How interlinked are these two entities? Are they entirely separate? How do they operate in Malaysia? Mm, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, actually, under Robert Walters Group, we have different subsidiary. Robo Waters, which is the company that I represent, is actually recruiting for permanent and uh, p- positions, yeah, mid to senior management positions that I spoke about earlier. Uh, whereas for Resource Solution, is a different business. It's a, our sister company. The services that they provide is um, RPO, Recruitment Process Outsourcing mm. Services. What it means is that we actually hire talent, acquisition talent, talent acquisition talent to be based on site with our clients. So, for example, we have a few clients uh, that we have uh, secured for resource solution uh, across commerce or financial services industries. So we hire these talent, our consultants, to be based our on our client site to recruit for them based on their talent acquisition needs. So, for example, let's say we have a client that wants to collaborate us f- for three years because they are trying to scale their business. They are hiring uh, up to 100 or 150 employees per se, right? And because the scale is very big, we need dedicated resource to solely focus on hiring for just this client. Uh, on the contrary, for Robo Waters, which is the business that I'm in, right, we recruit for multiple clients at one time. Okay, It's different from... Resource Solution, RS, where they only recruit for one client at one time. I see. Uh, so this is part of the diversification of services that yes. Robert Walters Group is offering to yes. businesses, depending on what their specs are yeah. in that recruitment process, yeah. right? Can you talk to me about the main business segmentations for Robert Walters Malaysia? How do you differentiate the revenue streams for the Malaysian outfit? Yeah, so we strongly believe in industry specialization. What it means is that we want to play in our strength. We don't want to recruit for all sectors that we are not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Now, when we first started, we started off uh, pioneering in the different segments that are very strong in, such as financial services, accountancy and finance, um, sales and marketing. As um, our business grew further, uh, evolved uh, throughout the years, we also slowly penetrated into different technical segments, such as engineering, supply chain, legal, and we also have our services uh, uh, recruitment consultants that are actually focusing on recruiting beyond Klang Valley. Mm. We're also recruiting for East Malaysia, East Coast and Northern region. Yeah, uh, Given that for different regions, their hiring requirement is very dynamic and different. So we have different consultants specializing in different team and all. Mm. Um, I think the good thing about industry specialization is that we hire, we target to hire talent who are from the industry. For example, for our legal specialization, most of our employees are actually lawyers themselves. I see. And it, it helps a great deal because when you're a lawyer yourself, you actually understand exactly what the market outlook looks like and you know exactly what does a lawyer have to do mm. in their job, whether it's in private practice or corporate. It's not the same as you not coming from the industry and trying to understand the theory about it. So as much as possible, we try to hire industry specialists who can do recruit for the disciplines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we grow in our business, right, because we have higher industry specialists, we have a specialized focus and deep understanding of the market, it enables us to specialize deeper. So I'll give you an example. For accountancy and finance team, uh, we have one team for specifically focusing on consumer sector, mm. B2C clients. We have another team that's focusing specifically on B2B sector, 
another team focusing specifically for shared service. I see. So more refined, I suppose. Indeed. And the benefit to clients and talent is that the more specialized and hyper-specialized we get, the quicker we, our speed is because we would be uh, up to date in terms of the market outlook, the movement for that specific function and industries. Therefore, being able to serve our talent as well as our clients more speedily and with more accurate information. Okay, so you say that you have all these advantages, but I am wondering how you assess yourself against competitors. Because recruitment, even in the sectors that you mentioned, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of overlap as well. Recruitment agencies operate in these sectors as well. How do you benchmark yourself against the competition? Are you keeping track of, for example, market share? Or are there other metrics that you use to assess your success vis-a-vis other recruitment players? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, now, first off, uh, as a company, our vision is not to be the biggest in the organization. In Malaysia, we are one of the first MNC to set foot in Malaysia in 2006. So being a pioneer, definitely we have an advantage, the market entry advantage to learn about our clients as well as our candidates and need. Yeah. Um, so there are different matrix that we look at for us. Uh, the one recent one that uh, we look into uh, is actually to measure client satisfaction towards us. Because for us, in order for us to improve our business services and offering, nothing beats actually hearing from our clients or even candidates directly as to what they think about us. Mm. So we are collaborating with third-party vendor to come up with survey for clients to share their input, whether it's qualitative or quantitative input, about what they think of us. So the third party uh, ac- uh, aspect of it makes sure that these are objective Neutral and it's and anonymous, right? Yeah, yeah. That survey is still ongoing. We have already launched that in other countries. But for Malaysia, this is our first time that we're doing it. Only through all this feedback that we are able to improve our services and create a bespoke solution to target on what client needs. It's taken 17 years, though, for this first survey to take place in Malaysia. Is this a function of perhaps the increased competition in the landscape, the fact that you need to better understand what it is your clients are happy and unhappy with in order to uh, be more competitive? Yeah. Uh, actually, over the past 17 years that we have been operating, we have already been asking for feedback in an informal manner. Yeah. So whether it's through our conversation on the phone or in meeting, this is something that we have trained our consultants to actively ask. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about formal collaboration using a third-party col- uh, vendor, mm. indeed, it's our first time for Malaysia. But for other countries, we already launched it for a few years already. Yeah. I'm speaking to Irene Tan, Country Manager for Malaysia at international recruitment firm Robert Walters. When we come back, what are the hiring trends anticipated for 2024? Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar and with me today is Irene Tan, Malaysia Country Manager for Robert Walters. Now, earlier we were discussing a little bit about Robert Walters and your niche in the Malaysian ecosystem of uh, recruitment firms. If I take a look at the um, financial figures, uh, I think the latest figures given to the company's commission are up to December 2022. And I noticed a steady increase in revenue from uh, a low of 21 million ringgit in 2020 to over 36 million ringgit by the end of financial year 2022. Mm. And I'm wondering what are the trends that have driven revenue growth for Robert Walters in the post-pandemic years in Malaysia? Yeah. 
definitely uh, for 2022, it was a very hot market. Uh, post-pandemic, as the international border uh, reopened, it also gave us a lot of opportunity to re-evaluate um, the market opportunities with the clients and our the, the partners that we uh, collaborate with. Um, there are a lot of pent-up hiring that um, clients were not hiring. They were putting on a hiring freeze uh, during pandemic um, that they are re-evaluating mm. um, as the border opens. Definitely, we, see, uh, we saw a huge uptrend hot market in 2022. Mm. Yeah, Is that mirrored in 2023? We don't have figures for that. But in terms of just the trends that you're observing, is there still an upward trend in revenue or are we seeing softer numbers? Yeah. Uh, as with every company, uh, we go through different seasonal change and wave. 2022 was a very good year for us. And even for the past 17 years in Malaysia, we have enjoyed a um, year-on-year growth. Uh, steady track record, um, but there will always be exception. Uh, and some of the exceptions that that we uh, we observe is during pandemic for sure. Mm-hmm. Everyone experienced the same thing, uh, and uh, also last year. One of the notable trends that I noticed about uh, your financial records for up to 2022 is that while overall revenues have increased for the group, I think we see gross profit or net fee income uh, that has come down for the broader group in 2023, indicating cost pressures. Um, The third quarter financials show that for the Asia-Pacific region, net fee income fell by 16% on year. I'm wondering if the Malaysian outfit is also seeing similar cost pressures and what's eating into the margins? Yeah, I think from a cost perspective, uh, we have launched a new CRM. Yeah, CRM stands for? Uh, CRM actually stands for Customer Relationship Management. So this is the database tool that we use. Uh, This is a global database that we rely on to source for uh, talent, you know, we capture all the client information, etc. So this is the first tool that we are launching. Previously, we were using a different CRM. I think with that happening, why do we decide to launch a new CRM? Uh, I think the main purpose is because we want to be able to take control in creating our own system ourselves. So it's our own product. Mm. We create it from scratch. We develop it from scratch. And that also gives us an opportunity to upgrade and create solution based on our business need. Yeah, so, so definitely, I wouldn't say there's a perfect product. It's an evolving product for sure. I see. So that's what's... Uh, that's that- one of it. And number two, um, we have a very stable workforce in Robo Waters, Malaysia. As people grow with us, that also comes with career development mm. and prospect. That also means that there's an increase in salary. Uh, whether that there's an increase in salary, but the market has softened, um, definitely the cost of salary employment would eat into the margin. Mm. Um, at the same time, we are waiting for the market to bounce back. So uh, unfortunately, that has eaten up our cost uh, margin. Yeah. Okay. So you spoke about the broader labor market in 2023 softening. And I'm wondering if that is broad based across all of the labor market or whether we're seeing specific sectors really uh, seeing more soft uh, hiring trends than others. Mm. And uh, what you see that uh, looking like as we go into 2024, are we going to see that continued softening or are there other reasons to be more optimistic about where hiring is going? Yeah, uh, definitely in Q4, we are seeing uptrends that the market is picking up again. Uh, but overall for 2023, not all buckets of opportunities are soft, right? Um, when it comes to search and marketing, the frontliner roles, where these are the frontliners that are generating revenue and creating market visibilities, these positions continue to be in demand in the market. 
Uh, on the contrary, for technical positions or back-end roles, uh, probably that can be uh, replaced with probably, um, let's say, uh, automation mm-hmm. uh, or uh, current employees. Uh, this is when the employees are taking a more cautious approach in hiring. So when there's attrition or replacement role, they will further evaluate, is there a need for them to immediately replace yeah. Which sectors are the boom sectors that you see moving ahead into 24 in terms of job opportunities and hiring? A few areas that we see as an opportunity area, technology and transformation remain as a good opportunity area for us to expand into. Um, in terms of accountancy and finance, shared service, uh, there are a lot of requirements from clients, uh, employers, uh, recruiting for language speakers for shared service centres. Mm. And as you can see that um, our... Um, uh, Malaysia is slowly becoming a good investment hub regionally, which is a good news for all of us, whether it's for commerce, fintech or startup. And as this uh, continues to evolve, right, there will, we'll see a rise in shared services. We'll see a rise in, you know, um, fintech. Um, and uh, that's when the shared service talents uh, with language speaking ability would definitely be in continue uh, demand in the market. I would like to talk about expectations in terms of salary increases uh, for the coming year, because if we take a look at the global picture, it's not that rosy. There are a lot of economic uncertainties ahead. No one's really sure if China's going to pick up, if the US is going to go into recession, and all of that is hanging over uh, companies and their projections. Yeah, How, I, how are employers and employees uh, navigating these expectations? And is there a sense of a mismatch in terms of what it is that employers are willing to offer and what employees actually want. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really glad that you asked this question because indeed there is a mismatch. Uh, typically for employees, obviously the higher the salary increment is, the better it is, right? So based on the survey that we have uh, launched recently, uh, employees are expecting an increment of 6 to 10% if they are staying in the organization. That's a minimum expectation. However, because of the current economic condition, employers are probably more inclined to offer less than 5 or 6%. I see. Yeah. So there is that a quite clear difference between what it is, what both are. Yes. I, I understandably, because employees, due to the rising uh, living costs, right, uh, employees are seeking higher salary, um, to, to accommodate their lifestyle or expenses. But at the same time, uh, for a lot of companies, because of the global geopolitical or economic condition, employees are also trying to be prudent in their spending mm. and costs. Mm. Um, so uh, this is a mismatch that we have to navigate in the talent market. Yeah. So how do you see that impacting both hiring trends and trends to switch jobs? Do you think that in the year ahead, we are going to see uh, more appetite for people switching jobs or for people looking for new hires? How how does that look out? How does that play out? Yeah. Um, Majority of employees are actually actively seeking for career opportunities based on the recent survey that we launched. Uh, And the primary uh, motivation factor that drives them to look for a job is career progression. So they are looking for career advancement. Mm. Uh, having said that, um, they're taking a cautious approach in job seeking, which means if the future job doesn't give them a sense of purpose or job stability, they would rather stay put. Mm. Yeah. So I think that is something 
that is a good news to the existing employer that they can continue to retain their talent. Um, in terms of what employer employees are looking for in the market or staying in the organization, um, money factory factors still play a very important driving factor. Mm. Um, employees value salary increment as well as bonus when mm. it comes to benefit. Okay, so that's still going to remain quite a potent lure. Can we end on the economic policy environment? And what types of policies would you be keeping an eye out uh, that you think could be affecting recruitment trends in the year ahead? How do you see that playing out in the Malaysian economy? Uh, I'm really uh glad to see that the government is making a lot of initiatives to drive Malaysia to become a high-income nation uh, and also driving a lot of uh, digital initiatives to make it a digital hub. Mm. And, and, and as these opportunities continue to rise, this will definitely help shape the recruitment market to become more buoyant because... Um, if we are slowly becoming, uh, we are slowly to, uh, we are growing our digital ecosystem to become stronger, that will give more opportunity for us to create, make Malaysia a hub for fintech startup or many other companies. Mm. That means more employment opportunities in the market. Uh, when there's a more employment opportunities in the market, that means we can tackle issues such as brain drain, right? Our employees don't have to go to other countries to seek for better income or better opportunities. Um, so I, I, these are the, some of the policies that I would be very intrigued to keep an eye on. Mm. And that definitely will help with talent retention, talent attraction, and also attracting uh, foreign investors to invest in Malaysia. Mm. Yeah. Is there a gap or a mismatch, I suppose, in terms of what Malaysia wants to achieve, which is to become a higher income nation, versus the existing policies for human resources and employment and recruitment that we have, mm. is there more that can, is there more that can be done? I suppose to uh, mm. ensure that we attract and retain talent within the country. I think from a macro perspective, given that the priorities for employees are actually on the financial factor, this is an area for us to relook into to probably upgrade or relook into the salary scheme for uh, experience hire especially. Mm. Um, because what we are seeing right now is that a lot of experience hires, while they like living in Malaysia, they enjoy the lifestyle in Malaysia, um, their salary and income is unable to match up with the rising cost of living. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I think a few areas that probably beyond our control at this point of time, but is for our um, uh, government to pay attention to. It could be cost of living. Yeah, it could be the salary scheme. Um, these are some of the things that I would be very, I'm hopeful to see that um, will be shaping into that direction mm. so that we are able to retain our talent in the long, long run. Irene, yeah. thank you so much for speaking with me today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I've been speaking to Irene Tan, Malaysia Country Manager for Robert Walters. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.